Hello and welcome to episode nine of the So So Show. It's the podcast for Southampton, hosted by her Zoe Hansen. And him, Simon Clark. And it's almost the weekend, which yeah. is going to be a weekend unlike any other weekend, because it's the first time ever that everything's reopening after a period of three or four months of being Close. So it feels like the first weekend ever. This is the weekend by which all other weekend feelings will be judged by, I think. It is, but you say that, but I'm worried that this is going to go a little bit crazy. Are you? You think? Yes. I think that people are going to go absolutely nuts. So I'm in two minds about this. I know that people are going to go mad because I have a pub down beside me, the two brothers that I could walk to, and I tried to book a table for Saturday. I did this last night, and um, I tried to book a table for Saturday. Nothing. That's a schoolgirl error. Our friend Martin booked his over a week ago for his local pub, which he lives next door to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was all right because he went straight in. But you leaving it a week. I mean, come on. Really? I know. I know. I know. Look, I just took a punt on it. But what they've said is that there are outside tables and you can sort of queue up at a distance for those. But um, the other thing I was thinking was that what I normally go to the pub for is the atmosphere, is sort of chatting to people at the bar that I sort of mm. don't really know you know I haven't gone to meet them but you just have a chat anyway because you're stood beside each other well none of that's going to happen you can't even chat to the bar person because you're not going to the bar because it's table service you know it's all through an app everything is virtual at the moment and I just want to speak to people so much of the pub experience is sociable and you are the kind of person who makes friends wherever they go and you won't be able to do that no I know I know and I say I'm like okay could I go do I want to go and I might just take a walk down there, you know. <laughs> By the way, talking about your pub, have you seen those two guys in the smoking shelter having their own <laughs> no. kind of lock-in recently? No, I haven't. How brilliant were they? They took their own booze and went and stood in the pub smoking shelter. That was a night out for them. Yeah, it was brilliant. I was really surprised that you didn't go back into the Tesco <laughs> Express and get your own four-pack and join them because that's the kind of thing that you would normally do. And I don't think you had Little on that week either, so I don't know what stopped you. Who knows? Hey, who knows? It was just very amusing. Are you going to go to the pub? No, I'm going to keep well away <laughs> because I think it's either going to go one way or the other. Right. And the other thing that coincides with this weekend, it's a full moon as well. Does this mean you get hairy or something? That wouldn't be a bad shout, actually, given how little of it I've got. No, um, ask anyone in the blue light profession, ambulance drivers, policemen, there's something about a full moon that impacts people's behave right okay it's not the amount of booze they've consumed it's definitely the full moon right i can't explain it but i tell you <laughs> if you speak to um our friend ben the dj medic he will tell you that when it's a full moon if you're on shift there's something strange about it in terms of the the increase in <laughs> in business you get as an ambulance driver when there's a full moon same with the police as well john apter the chairman of the police federation who oh. used to be the hampshire chairman of the police federation was on telly the other day and he said exactly the same thing full moons brings it out of people how bizarre it's all a bit hurdy-gurdy isn't it and the other thing that happens this weekend and look much excitement if you're going to go to the pub you get to go to the hairdressers first. Oh, yeah. Yay! They've been taking bookings since the beginning of April, haven't they? <laughs> like, who's coming in first? Oh, as soon as permission was granted, they were going for it. But I do wonder what it's going to be like because you, you can't turn up early. You have to turn up exactly on time for your appointment, which I think some people will struggle with. Right. 
Uh, and also, you know, old habits die hard. I wonder how many hairdressers are going to put the customer down in the chair and say, would you like a tea? Or- oh, no, you can't, can you? My mum used to have hairdressers and I used to work in there on a Saturday. And of course, we all know the hairdresser's favourite conversation is, going on your holidays this year? Well, you're not asking that, are you? Exactly. This week marked 100 days of lockdown. In one breath, I think, yeah. That was a long time. That was a long hundred days. And in another, it's the blink of an eye, isn't it? Like, what did we do? I don't think I did anything. We discovered that there is almost always enough toilet roll to go round as long as you <laughs> buy it sensibly. That's what we've discovered. But um, lockdown started lifting weeks ago, I think, really, didn't it? Well, it looked it on Bournemouth Beach a couple of weeks ago, eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was 128th of the population was on that beach. <laughs> That's a mad stat. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, so things have started to reopen. So a neighbour of mine went to Marwell Zoo this week. Um, of course, they've they've opened their doors. And I say that they've opened their gates, but they haven't opened their doors because you're not allowed to go to any of the inside enclosures. Right. So it's proper wonder. And then their play parks will be able to open from July the 4th. So that will make it a bit busier as well. So if you go to see the hippos and the hippos have decided they're going to stay inside and have a bath, you can't see because mm. you can't go in the hippo bit. Maybe they're indoors putting their makeup on or something like that. <laughs> um, so... Having a mud bath to make themselves look pretty. <laughs> yeah, some good news as well. If you play sports, then um, I'm very pleased to say, because it's my team, Hamble Hockey Club went back to training this week. Well done they have done it so that you are in like a little bubble and you just go training you're not doing any sort of tackling because you can't come into contact and you've got to stay away from each other so they're literally running around with sticks i saw um (laughs) i saw at riverside park on friday there was a a couple of football clubs youth teams that had started training on the, Mm -hmm. the, the park there as well so it is nice to see those kind of things coming back together on the subject of football our guest this week on the podcast is a gentleman called barry Collingwood. Now, Barry describes himself as an epic Saints fan. Zoe caught up with him a couple of days ago. Yeah. And we'll start with asking him how he felt when the season abruptly stopped. Really dubious. Like, how do you go forward from closing down on the stadiums? And obviously, a lot of people, dare I say, it was a loss of morale as well because it's watching the TV it's going to the game you know some people like myself even in being hospitality you know you live for the week to go to football uh, and to go and see your mates and have a day out and see the boys put, you know the team perform so it was actually quite sad but again you know you've got to keep yourself safe your friends safe the team safe uh, so we can all get back to it but yeah quite a shock to the system and I think the team and the club have really adapted very very well they've adhered to everything you know they wouldn't put themselves or fans in jeopardy so yeah you know a bit of kicking the teeth morale-wise, but, yeah. you know, getting back to it is what we want. So when they said, OK, Premiership's coming back, what were your thoughts then? I was jumping up and down. Enjoy, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. you get back to the fantasy Premier League, you, know, you watch all the snippets on social media, and I know it sounds really mannish, I guess, but, yeah, 
quite elated. It's yeah, like, yeah, yes, yeah. you know, football's <laughs> back, you know, fed up of playing FIFA every day on, <laughs> on Xbox. So it's something to look forward to. You know, like I said, it's a passion, you know, when you follow it, the fans put their heart into it. So, yeah, when it came back, it was a real morale booster. And what did you make of it when they brought it back and these games that are on the telly now? You've got players on the pitch and the management there and then no fans, but you've got the crowd noise. How does that go down? With the crowd noise, it's really weird. Um, I've lifted, listened to one or two games because the, the Bundesliga, the German league started first. So a lot of people have been watching that and obviously the Spanish leagues as well. Yeah, watching it with crowd noise, for you at home, you still get into it, like shouting at the TV, like, come on, boys, and, you know, pass and all this. But without it, it's really eerie. Um, so you can only imagine what the players are feeling but they've trained in the ground by themselves the thing they've been mentioning on TV quite a lot is that they're hearing everything the managers are hearing each other the players are hearing each other I think there's even been a little bit of code at one or two points I think Sky's picked up a few naughty words as well on the sidelines you know you've got the choice to turn the sound on and off I believe a lot of the sound came from previously recorded games or fixtures but you can never hear the team name can you and it's FC. <laughs> I think I think a team at home, the chance going their way, yeah. and if it's the opposite team, obviously they're losing out on that combined effort. Are you like me? Do you, are you thinking of somebody sat in the commentary box with? the crowd noise and whichever way it goes yeah. is whichever way the dial he has to sort of spin it maybe you know previously from radio but you press a button and there's a reaction I think there's been some cottoning <laughs> on like the first week people was like yay and there was a you know there was an offside or something and it, the reaction wasn't quite right and then someone scores and now oh I got pressed the button it's like really the crowd's you know the crowd's kicking off so yeah I think at first it was a little bit up and down but now I think yeah you're right someone's probably in a booth sound booth somewhere like press the button at the correct time. Um, I know that they've used a lot of sound from computer games, yeah. console games as well, which I think helped out. I think it's good to have the option, but it's not it's not the same without the fans. No, of course not. And I was thinking, if you're watching at home, obviously you're quite passionate about Southampton. Um, so you still singing the songs when you're sat at home? Yeah, obviously. Build me a picture of you watching the game at home. Who's there? What have you got? Just me, I'm afraid. I'm the only supporter in the house. I won't mention the other one because I'll get lynched. Um, I turned the match on to watch the pre-interview. Sorry. I've got my kit on, I'm afraid. I've got a Saints top on, I've got Saints shorts on. TV's up, ready to go. A few beers in the fridge. And yeah, just like getting full into the zone, really. As if you would, if you were at the game, you know, yeah. trying to enjoy it as much as possible. Do you go and sit in your car for the authentic going to the match traffic? <laughs> Unfortunately not. No. I mean, I do speak to people on social media beforehand like boosting each other like what do you think the score prediction is going to be who's playing like, I can't believe that guy's on or he's not playing or oh this team again that ref but no I haven't stood outside the St Mary's yet no you're not allowed <laughs> uh, they, they've put big barriers on so that people can't stand outside at home games I heard of a few people watching the game with their mates on Zoom so they've got the game on the telly and then they've got their friends on Zoom you haven't been doing that? No unfortunately I I haven't tried that to be honest just stick into texting and, and uh, voice notes but yeah I mean, again it's good that people are interacting with each other visually um, I watched a lot of esports Premier League that ran I think for like two or three weeks that actually was quite a morale booster at the beginning
happening before the Premier League came back to fruition. So, you know, you kind of got into the loop of what's going on and you, you could see all the celebrities uh, and footballers and commentators from different backgrounds on the same screen. So that was quite a nice interaction. But no, I haven't used Zoom myself just yet. I'm probably one of few people. So, rest of the season, what's going to happen? We've been on a good form. You know, Dan Ings is on fire. Uh, I'm still speculation of Hoiberg moving away. James Ward-Prowse, captain C, well-deserved. Um, you know, a few of the team members are not performing 100%, but they've spent a lot of time training in their own time and together in preparation. So I think it's really early to be negative of anything that's going on. We're at 40 points. You know, we're safe. Like I said, Dan Ings is on fire. Hopefully that will continue. I think we just keep climbing up the table. You know, Ralph's really put the team in, in their place, gave them a great confidence. And I think the team's starting to show it, you know, especially if we can get a few more solid players into the team. I think the, the future's bright uh, and it's red and white. The Liverpool win, good, bad? It was inevitable, wasn't it? Deserved though? I don't stand on the fence on this. Um, they deserve it, they're a great team, albeit a lot of their team members are from Southampton, dare I say it. But, you know, well-deserved. You know, a lot of people were saying that VAR came into play quite a lot. And again, is that jealousy or is that actually accurate no it deserves good team I would have liked City to give them more of a battle because obviously being previous champions but yeah Liverpool deserve it they're a great team they're very experienced they've got a great manager next season for them I think it'll be a bit different but they'll go into it with full confidence Bournemouth are fairly low down at the moment and Saints have still got them to play let's say they are in the relegation zone when Saints come up against them would you think that it would be better to field a weaker team to keep them up would we help them out I think is what you're trying to say to keep three South Coast teams out of relegation wouldn't that be amazing to yeah. see all three go up the table um, would we put out a weaker team that's a really tricky question do you know what I'd probably do like they're doing under 23s I'd have two or three senior players and just field all the youngsters the thing is when you know you're a stronger team you either go all out or you show some professionalism it'd still be a tricky game because it is a derby in my eyes same as Brighton but I'd like to see them stay up for sure and Brighton yeah there is only one there's only one gap that you should always mind and that is a different South Coast team that we won't mention. Uh, yes, we won't speak their name. <laughs> but uh, great to chat with Barry Collingwood and I'm wondering how he felt on Wednesday after Cedric scored on his Arsenal debut Wednesday night. <laughs> All those Arsenal fans were saying, oh, we can't believe we've signed an old man like that for four years and he comes on for four minutes and scores. If only he'd done that at Saints, eh? <laughs> well, he did once or twice, but if his Saints form is anything to go by that'll be the only goal he scores while he's there <laughs> it was also good to ask that question about Bournemouth as well especially after their drubbing against uh, Newcastle midweek mm. as well so it looks like that may be a conversation that uh, some people need to have oh come on everybody loves Bournemouth don't they uh, no no everybody loves Eddie Howe oh right okay okay <laughs> Eddie Howe is Bournemouth so I've had some excitement this week okay and uh, I, I don't know in fact I can't believe this is coming out of my mouth you know my life used to be all about you know text from friends saying right what are we going to do this weekend we're going to have a big party let's all go away on holiday and buying shoes and lovely clothes this week oh I've let myself down Simon I really have <laughs> this week the biggest excitement that happened to me was I got a new vacuum cleaner oh my yes word. <laughs> I got a vax and it came with an accessory kit oh. what <laughs> and it's cordless and you could just my house has never been cleaner because it's just like it's my new hobby is vacuuming everything 
And it's even got a light just in case late at night, if you've had a power cut, you can still do the hoovering and see where you're going. I would love to time machine back 20 years. Tell yourself that we were having this conversation now about you buying a new hoover. You wouldn't be able to find me. I'd still be on a night out. You know that. Okay, I'll redeem myself then with a little story about um, I went to the supermarket the other day. We, we were choosing some ice creams. Anyway, they had a Vionetta on offer. Oh, right. And I was like, oh, Vionetta, that's posh. That's from 80s dinner parties. Mm. I thought, we'll have one of them. She'll like that. So I got it home and I'm unpacking the shopping. There's no room in the freezer. <laughs> I thought, there's only one thing for it, isn't there? What's a girl to do? I know, what do you do? So I called my seven-year-old out to the kitchen. I said, right, we've got to eat this before it melts. (laughs) (laughs) So we had it as a starter, and then we had it as a main, and then we had it as a pudding as well. All the essential food groups covered there with a Wall's Viennetta. Vanilla is like a, a vegetable or something, though. It's anyway, got seeds. It? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would she make of an Arctic roll, do you think? Oh, man, she'd do the same as me. She'd open it and eat it like a bar of chocolate. You see, do you go around the sponge on the outside first and then do the ice cream after? Or do you just... The whole lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm going straight in. I'm firing through that. In terms of retro desserts, has uh, she experienced Angel Delight yet? Oh, yes. And this only happened a couple of weeks ago. I made her a chocolate um, Angel Delight. And I made her the whole thing because it had gone out of date by about two years. So I thought, right, let's just get rid of it. Um, <laughs> I made her like two big tubs. Look, this is very much the theme of my house is, look, we've bought big but we've got to eat it all now right so, so yeah she troughed the lot oh we've got to eat it all now don't want to waste it what do you eat in your house what have you got have you got angel delight you got anything sort of retro i generally don't have that much evil stuff in the house because if it's in the house i eat it oh i don't know how you do that but you've got kids as well how do they do it i have had a couple of weeks of passing the freezer section in Sainsbury's and noticing that they've got uh, Ben and Jerry's on tube. Mm. If the Ben and Jerry's has the red sticker, then I do <laughs> grab a couple of tubs of that and then the kids will... They always eat it before I get to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that does kind of help out a bit. But equally, they get pocket money now, so they buy their own evil stuff. But somehow I'm still putting lockdown weight on. So my... Uh, <laughs> My cycling and my not buying desserts isn't helping. Oh, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. Up the mileage, down the calories, they are. Yeah, okay. You know, I think we're all just hitting our heads against a brick wall. I think we've just got to wait. Lockdown, it ain't, that weight isn't coming off any time soon. Yeah. So let's just hold on to it. Let's not worry about it. The other thing, and it's sort of miffed me this week, um, the bus lane that they've put in between uh, Northern Bridge and Bitten, you know, as you go up the hill. Yeah, yeah. What? Why? So you've got two lanes of traffic, which normally are stacked anyway, with two lanes full of traffic. Mm. And you've taken that down to one lane and... People aren't supposed to go on buses if they can help it. So you put in a bus lane. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It also means that if um, something is turning right across that dual carriageway, it stops 
all of the traffic. The traffic in the week was tailed back all the way to the city centre. Because just as you go over the Northern Bridge, there is that right turn, isn't there, opposite where the... Where um, the BP garage is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's going to completely grind everything. Yeah. It was obviously a great idea when they thought about putting a bus lane in, back in those great days when you were allowed to get on a bus. When people were using buses, yeah. You'd have thought they might have just <laughs> held off on it for a bit. Oh, man. Look, everybody's very, very disappointed. You just hope that things don't go back to, you know, the old normal where rush hour down there was always chaos and and now it would be even worse. So, yeah, anyway, uh, a big cross on the bus lane, please. Um, I have got some more exciting food news, though. OK. Easter was when? April? End of May, end of March. Shortly after lockdown, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was a few weeks after lockdown. That's right. So, um, I don't know if you go and buy loads of Easter eggs for your family, do you, Simon? I get the kids one each, yeah. Right. Okay. So, so what did you do? You live with them, so they got their Easter eggs, right? Mm. So, so um, me and my little one, I always buy her some Easter eggs. We buy our family some Easter eggs as well. There's about fifteen of us that get together on Easter Sunday. So, I bought Easter eggs for all of those people. And when Easter sort of didn't happen, we ate them all. Of course, you did. When I went to my mum and dad's place, they'd kept all the Easter eggs for us. <laughs> so we had some more. And I've got a Maltesers um, Easter egg and I've got a Mini Eggs Easter egg in the kitchen. Bonus! But you know why they kept them, don't you? Why? Because like most parents their age, they were thinking, oh, well, we'll just give it to them next year. (laughs) My parents are king and queen of doing that. They're like, well, we'll just hang on to that till next year. They can have it then. It'll come round again. Yeah, check the date. Yeah, it's it's good until um, May 2021, so that'll be fine. <laughs> Here's your Easter egg. Eat it quick. We must say thank you before we go for all the comments we've been getting on our social media. It's really nice to see you getting involved with some of the questions we've been chucking out on our Facebook page. If you're not already following us on social media, just search for The So So Show. And we've got a website as well with exactly the same address, thesososhow.co.uk. We love to find out what you're up to. We love to share stories of what you've been spotting around the city that maybe we haven't clocked yet. Thank you, by the way, for subscribing to the podcast as well. We're on most of the major platforms already. Please just uh, follow and if you smack the bell, you'll get notifications every time a new episode arrives. So that's <laughs> us done for another week. Yeah. Have a great one, Zoe. And you, Simon. <laughs>